0: I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time.
1: Better word is good. Episode three.
0: Wells, Sean. They see me rolling.
1: They see me rolling. They hate it.
0: We, we got sound effects. Capix! CapEx
2: Road Capix. If you ever wanted an indication that this this podcast is taking off, that it's going somewhere. It should be that we have
0: sound effects this week. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Prince, tell us how we can afford sound effects. Cause we've got a monetization angle coming on here. We've got commercial aspects coming on. We've got some cash in the bank.
1: What did we sell this week, Prince? We sold hopes and dreams, Rick. That's what we sold. We sold exclusive access. We sold once in a lifetime. That's what we sold. Yeah, that's it. BX One. The BX
0: One. Oh. Whoa! Whoa! I didn't even know we had that solid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> is, if you're listening to this, it's a surprise for you as much as it is for me, right? Introducing HBK, I'm just a sexy boy, Shawn Michaels, what's happening?
2: We're here, episode three, and, and the feedback that we've gotten so far on this, on this podcast has been amazing. The feedback that we've gotten so far on the t-shirts have been, has been amazing. The feedback so, that we've gotten so far on the office has been amazing. We
0: just, we stay winning. We can't wait to list pancake shirts on all fist we can't wait that that may be a joke
2: sweet sweet corporate synergies
0: Four. there we go <laughs> but today we're talking gamification
1: dude the topic oh my god, goodness the topic uh, how, how long did we spend on these notes it feels like we spent our whole lives on them there's We're so not supposed much... to
0: tell people that we prep for the shit. This is <laughs> improv. <laughs> this is Hollywood. This is the one pro... shoot pony. The problem uh, is when we tell them we prep and then we
2: release this shit, it makes us look very unprofessional. Exactly. Rather have the illusion that we rather have the illusion that we didn't prep. Maybe we don't do any prep. If we didn't prep.
0: We don't do prep. We don't do prep. We don't do, <laughs> prep. We don't do podcast <laughs> prep. We don't do website <laughs> prep. We don't do company <laughs> prep. We don't even prep our apps. We don't even do meal prep. We don't even pay <laughs> no, do, do. <laughs> tax. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Arthur Anderson. Arthur Anderson. Arthur Anderson. Right. But let's get into it. Let's get stuck in. This week, <laughs> big week. Robin Hood. Steal from the poor, give to the rich. <laughs> Coming in with a big IPO, $45 billion. $2 billion. <laughs> hey, give us more. I feel like I'm in Taboo. Bottle service. Bottle service. $45 billion IPO, $2 billion more than Bankerex valuation. We're going to catch up soon. 31 million users. The average account size of a Robinhood user. Three and a half thousand dollars.
2: What? That's it. That's it. So let's start right at the beginning for because it's very possible that there's some people that don't actually know what Robin Hood is. So Rick, tell us, what is Robin Hood? What do they actually do?
0: They steal from the poor and they give to the rich. Robin Hood is or claims to be a pioneer of democratizing finance. Sounds familiar, right? So you know, we start a pyramid scheme. We know where we Robinhood started this trend, made it accessible, made it easy for you to buy fractions of shares. Berkshire Hathaway, too expensive. Buy a piece of it. Buy a small fraction. Now, you can own the stocks that you use every single day. You can take part in the economy, what we know the best way to own the economy is to actually buy shares in it, actually take part in it, actually gain the, the benefits of owning the risks and rewards, the earnings that come from it. A big reason why we have a disconnected income is thanks to stock ownership, stock buybacks, stock. Executive compensation awards. What happens? The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Why? The stock market always goes up, right? It keeps going up. 12 years it went up. It just keeps going. This sounds like a bad erection advert, a good erection advert. The stock market keeps going up. Robin Hood came through and said, Listen, you can own a piece of this. And you know what? We'll do it for you for free, zero cost no charge that's it but well Sean is there anything such as a free lunch there ain't a damn thing in life that you
2: get for free ain't a damn thing so here's the thing and and there's, there's an old saying if If you don't know what if you don't know what the product is, you are the product. And Robin Hood is a fantastic example of that. Robin Hood became a pop culture phenomenon. It became one of the in in seemingly a few years, one of the biggest, most hyped, talked about companies in America, you had 1000s, hundreds of 1000s, millions of people who had never touched finance before, who are now buying shares. You had people who had access to, to you know equity that was previously inaccessible. And and it reflected this week when they finally listed at a massive forty-five billion dollar valuation. And today we're gonna chat about A, how they did it, how they they became this pop culture phenomenon, but B and more importantly, some of the, the nefarious actions, some of the dark arts, some of the, the behavioral, you know, functionality and concepts that they introduce to pull people into buying stocks that in all honesty has a risk-return profile akin to gambling. Whoa,
0: open the casino, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Let's talk about how Robin Hood makes a bank. Yeah. 80% of its revenue comes from payment for order flow. Sounds sexy. What is PFOF? Let's start all the way in the back. In, in the beginning. The
2: big, in the, the beginning.
0: In the, the beginning. In, in the, the beginning. <laughs> this was pioneered <laughs> by Burleigh. The bad boy Madoff. What?
1: Yes, you boys, little Bernie. I, I know that the, with a surname like Madoff, how can you possibly trust him? <laughs> now, I'm not talking about Burley, the guy you
0: encounter on a Sunday when you don't set the wood up on the braai. That's a bad Burley. That you put on the cold water. I'm talking about Burley, Palsy, Mr. Palsy, Mano, the man who set the blueprint for bank breaks. How does payable for order flow work? Here's how it works. When you put a trade into Robinhood, your trades get auctioned off to market makers, the people that actually execute the trade for you. They actually take your buy order for Apple and they file a corresponding seller and they match the two of you. If you think of Robinhood, think of it as an expensive glossy storefront. That's all, you window shopping. You don't Mm -hmm. buy the dress. The dress is taken and given to you by some little angel, some little person behind the seals. That person is not a little person. Those are big people. Citadel, one of the biggest money managers in the world. They pay for your trades. They auction and they bid to buy your trade. Think of your trade as a piece of information. There are people out there who are bidding, furiously to execute your trade. Now, in 2016, five years ago, in the UK, even Canada, they banned the practice of payable for order flow. Mm -hmm. You know why? They said, this is fucking over retail investors. We don't believe retail investors are getting the best price. Robinhood don't care if you get the best price. They just want to auction off your order to the highest bidder. That highest bidder well, they'll take that order that you put in for Apple stock at $300 and sell it back to you at $320. They'll fill it up at any price. The U.S. filed Robinhood last year. They said, you know what? You don't feel that you're giving your guys the best price. Even if you slapped on a commission on every single trade, you'd be better off. But you out here saying you're a low-cost, zero-fee brokerage. What? The numbers don't lie. On larger trades, you're better off paying commission than you are letting the big boys, the sharks, the suits, the big swinging dicks bid for your orders. That's payable for order flow.
1: Which is also crazy. It's worse than free. How could anything be worse than free? Free is the least you can ever pay for something. But (laughs) they found a way to take free and make what was it a forty-five billion dollar business out of that? Yes. That is impressive.
2: But but here's the thing. I mean, we talk about Robin Hood and, and for legal, for compliance purposes, we're not gonna mention the South African contemporaries that are, are very similar to Robin Hood. <laughs> but 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 avid listeners will know who we are referring to. And and, and so take what we're what, what we're saying today. Whenever we say Robin Hood, hit control F. And, and 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 find and replace with these with, with the low-cost free platforms that many of us are using today, democratizing access to investments.
0: Whenever you look at how much you can buy a stock for, let's say you buy Peli stocks in your favorite construction company that has more liabilities than it has assets it's underwater it's insolvent if you put a hundred bucks in you end up on the board of directors because you are a penny stock python and you want to throw money into illiquid stocks look at the spread the difference between how much you can buy and how much you can sell a stock for that's important and you know what six sales, seven sales may not mean much, but it adds up. It adds up over millions. And and millions! (laughs) Of trades. So, if you're Robin Hood, you have an incentive to push volumes. You have an incentive to make sure people trade. Trade like a casino. (laughs) Again. Again. (laughs)
1: No.
0: Again. <laughs> do, you a party. Know, do you know, casinos do that, and, and they make that sound, even though that's not actually happening. It's a psychological effect. It's the same <laughs> reason there's no windows in the fucking casino,
1: and no clocks you believe either. Yeah. No
0: clocks. Are you, you it sounded like you said there's no something else, rhymes the clock. So I like, whoa, what kind of casino is
1: that? <clears throat> anyway. There we go. Whoa. Get hit it, get it.
0: You're there, you're there. Go for it. Yeah, baby. Take it off. Now, if you're in the business of pushing volumes, and we're talking, you're pushing some serious volumes, you're pushing. Pablo Escobar volumes through. How the fuck do you get people to push volumes? How do you make sure people keep playing? Here's a stat. 1.6 percent of active day traders consistently make money. 1.6 percent of active
1: day traders consistently make So 98.4% don't make money every day. That is the appropriate feeling when you realize it's only 1.6%. So
2: so what are we talking about here? We we are talking about people who trade on a daily basis trying to time the market. People who, who for some reason, um, you know, both internally and externally, so both through their own, you know, want or need, but also through the, the structures and the platforms that have been availed to them, but trade on a daily basis. And this is exactly, this is the Robinhood business model because basically what they're saying is they want you to continually make these trades because they are making money by selling those trades on to the big boys to execute them.
1: Yeah, they, tr- they trade on the hype. They trade on the FOMO. I mean, we're going to get into exactly how they do that because i got to tell you, man, these apps are weaponized. They have figured out everything. They've figured out the sounds. They've figured out the sights. They know how to keep you hooked. And like we said with the order flow thing, I I feel like I should actually just, for people who are even less connected to finance, if you've never heard the term high-frequency trading, uh, there's something that you need to know about the the way this works. Um, To go back to... To Rick's analogy of the dress shop, imagine you show up to the dress shop, you're window shopping, you see a suit in the window, but you don't really see a price on it. You just know that you're willing to pay 500 Rand. Actually, let's let's be honest, 5,000 Rand minimum for something semi-decent. You don't know exactly how much the suit costs, but what you can do is you can walk into the store, you can give somebody your cash and say, listen, I want to buy that suit. I'm willing to spend 5,000 Rand on it. That person can then turn around and if they, they can get the suit for slightly less than that and then they can sell that suit onto you and hopefully give you the money back that you would have saved because you were overpaying but if somebody can buy that trade meaning buy the information purchase the fact that you're willing to pay that much for that suit they can go and find a way to fill that where you're paying pretty close to what you're willing to pay and they get they get a fee for, for facilitating their service so i think high frequency trading has been around since what the the 2010s If I'm not mistaken it's been around like as computers got faster trades got faster and it became possible to simply sit in the middle and see who's willing to pay what for a product who's willing to sell it and instead of matching on the best possible price you match on the most profitable price the one that actually makes you the most money and that in and of itself as crazy as it sounds is a valuable product. And it's also if it seems kind of dark and anti pattern and somewhat scammy that's why robin hood got fined because it's not in the best interest of consumers to pay more for a product if the product is on the market for less
0: you raise a great point Vince. you talk about information asymmetry the big boys they have more information than the retail investor right most of the trades that happen in the market happen in dark pools. They don't happen where we can see them. Think of, think, of, think, think, think of what we see as icebergs. We see the tip of the iceberg. Everything's happening beneath the surface and they have access to know what's, hap- what's coming next. They can front run you. They can engage in high frequency trading. Worse. They can build a buffer in because they know you're willing to pay ten sales extra for that stock. They buy it at six sales cheaper. By the time they execute it, they made four sales. Cheap, easy, free. It's the closest to a free lunch that you
1: will ever get. And it's it's not their lunch they're eating, it's yours. That that extra four cents, that's coming out of your pocket, not theirs.
2: And four cents over hundred. Over a thousand, over a million, over ten million trades, and suddenly you have a forty-five billion-dollar business in a couple of years. Incredible! But let's get into it. I mean, we've painted the picture, and it seems like this is this, ne- this is a nefarious thing. This doesn't seem like a, a the kind of thing that the 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 investor on the street should should want any part of. But why then are these platforms so popular? What do they do that makes them so, so compelling to use for the, for the everyday trader?
0: Fireworks. <laughs> lots, <and laughs> lots of fireworks. Yes. Refer, Fred get a free stock, emojis, push notifications post your screenshots on social media show off yes i see you Vince i see you everyone (laughs) who makes fucking 35 rands on a steel company (laughs) showing it on social media (laughs) right heavy big ballers heavy hitters we see you out there hey well say what you want to say call call some smoke call these people out for drinking give Give us us the tea yeah give us the tea come through
1: big bros uh, there's no team man there's just the unredacted truth that dividends are crap and people are still selling them <laughs> I, it, it kills me man it absolutely kills me um, but you're right about the fireworks um, and you're right about the fact that these apps have turned it into games and it's like you, can't, you sometimes can't tell if you're playing stock trading or Fortnite I mean have you seen the graphics it, you honestly can't tell the difference sometimes
0: Well, you can't tell the difference, and that is one reason why stock trading, retail investing, is now clearly marked as an addiction Mm -hmm. that many sellers watch out for. There was one user in the last year, Robinhood user, that made 12,700 trades in a six-month period. What? With no investing
1: background, with low finance qualifications. <laughs> that, that's 70 trades a day, every day. 70 trades a day, every day
2: for
1: six a day. months.
2: What? And every time they make a trade, they yeah. make one of those trades, Robinhood is skimming a, cop, a couple cents off on the
1: execution. And that's just one user. That's one person. That's percent. one user.
2: Seventeen. Ingenious. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm
1: impressed. Do, do, you know what? Like, dark truth of mobile gaming, because, I mean, let's be honest, Hood is basically a mobile game. Like, it's pretty much the top 1.2% of your users that bring you 80% of your revenue. Never mind the Pareto split the 80-20. No, in mobile gaming, it's the top one 1.5% that are constantly engaging, constantly spending money, constantly buying the cosmetics, the packs, the upgrades, the points, the tokens. They're the ones keeping the whole industry going. Casuals, like the rest of us, that play for half an hour a month, we're not the ones keeping the lights on at these companies. So it, it doesn't surprise me that there's somebody trading 70 times a day. And that's trading. That's not just opening the app and checking the balance. That's actually hitting buy and sell, right? 70 times a day, right? let's
0: run some numbers on this. 12,700 trades at three sales each takes you $381 of one person. They made $381 just of one person. Now on multiply a fr- that by... On a free app? On, on a free app. Free app. On a free app. That person paid $380, right? Trust, I, no matter how much cash they made, they weren't making that money back in transaction fees, right? Now let's talk about this. Let's talk about how covid has made it perfect stay at home behavior you you're at home you want to open a stock trading account you know what's peaked during the pandemic let me tell you what's peaked during the pandemic peloton people staying at home and fucking
1: cycling in one place and are very overpriced <laughs> dude mad I mad can't... respect to peloton they figured out you can slap an ipad to an exercise bike and sell it for seven thousand dollars that's fucking genius i'm impressed You just, you you gotta respect, you gotta respect that.
2: And then, and and then, as not only $7,000, then, and continue to pay them hundreds of dollars a month to watch videos of an oak in spandex shouting at you. Dude, fuck Netflix,
1: buy Peloton. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine? That's the question, Vils. Apple plus
0: Netflix relative to Peloton some valuation work to do right there corporate finance if you're listening and you want to do a valuation don't do this valuation it's a bad one <laughs> right now All right. Vince, let's talk about perfect stay at home behavior let's mm-hmm. overlay it with hacking your attention span high pressure marketing you've been yeah. in this game for a long long time Vince you've been milking people's attention you're the kind of guy we see in the great hack you're the kind of guy we read stories about that takes our data and sells it onto the silk road tell vince us Vince is
2: a veteran of the dark arts he's the sergio ramos of
1: <laughs> of aggressive marketing for, for legal reasons vince is a character <laughs> dude yeah no let, let let's talk attention span hacking because Social networks have figured this out Um, over the years. They've invested in this. Um, You know, hey, fun fact. If you ever bought anything on a Steam sale, congratulations. Um, A psychologist designed that. Uh, Valve actually retained a psychologist to figure out how to make sales and discounts so attractive that people will buy games they never have the time to play. So just, you know, freebie for you. Simple thing. Dopamine. Right. people have figured out there's a few things that trigger the reward centers of your brain and they know how to trigger them. And one of my favorites is variable rewards. And a variable reward is you perform an action and you don't know whether or not you're going to get a good result from that. Classic example, Twitter. Uh, Sean, Rick, how many times a day do you open Twitter, scroll through it, and then close it again? 70 <laughs> times a day. <laughs> Dep- depends on the number of thirst traps. So like 100, 120 times a day. Cool. You know why you do that? Because sometimes you go through Twitter and you get a banger of a tweet. Somebody retweets something viral. You get something absolutely incredible and it's worth it.
0: Every day. Every day. Story of my life.
1: (laughs) But not every time you open the app. And that's what keeps you going back. You don't know whether or not you're going to get something good when you open the app. So you keep opening the app. That's one of the many ways that these things hook you in. So you open Robinhood. Now just imagine... You're sitting at home, it's COVID, you haven't gone out. Uh, you like you probably haven't showered in a couple of days. I know that's a huge trending topic for some reason that I don't want to know. But you're sitting there, you're opening this, this Robin Hood thing, you get a free stock because a friend invites you. Immediate hook, right? Someone you trust has given you this app and said this is a good app. So you open it, you get your free stock. A few seconds later, you can see the price move. Just like that, you've either made some money or you've lost some money. Now you're hooked. This is real money. It's a dollar sign on the screen, you're engaged. Maybe you fund some more money, you plug some more in, you play a little bit more. Every single trade you make gives you a reason to come back to the app. We saw this in crypto just for years. Whenever there's a boom, there's a huge uptick in people checking their apps for balances, sometimes a couple times an hour. They'll just, whenever they need a, a little dopamine hit, they'll open it up. They'll see, ah, oh, they're up by 4%, feel good about themselves, feel like they know what they're doing. They're crypto experts now. You know, $150 in the management. They know exactly what's going on. And it keeps you engaged. And this is one of the many hacks that keeps bringing you back to an app like this. You listening to this episode right now, we're talking to you. How many times?
0: Introspect, look inside yourself. We know. How many times are you opening that app every single day and seeing your profit go from 22 bucks to 18 bucks, lying depressed. Oh, lost for real. Click refresh again. And you know what, you're getting sad in time travel. Why? Because those are delayed pricing. You're getting sad for the past.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're getting sad from 15 minutes ago.
1: Don't be sad,
2: be happy. (laughs) And then then it goes up from 18 to 26 rands. And then you you open your LinkedIn and you change your bio to investor, blockchain enthusiast.
1: They see me roll. no that's just yes unfortunately the linkedin thing is like a he- hectic trigger for me dude the people that put serial entrepreneur <laughs> blockchain crypto expert investor evangelist guys listen get a job seriously i'm begging you just just do something <laughs> please just say just say unemployed it's Looking fine for work <laughs> okay, we'll do decks for money i mean anything whoa whoa, do you say decks hey hey hey, hey. hey. Hey, <laughs> go to horny jail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, okay. The sound, the sound effects are a great, great investment. There's a best couple of hundred bucks you paid to fix this. Okay. So you've got electronic arts, EA, sp- EA sports. It's in the game. Oh yeah. It's challenge everything. Oh. Wills came through with the 2008 version of EA right there. Listen. EA launched Ultimate Team. Ultimate Team. You're on the broadcast. You're listening to this episode right now. You're thinking, Oh, Ultimate Team. Cost my relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cost my credit card. Oh, cost my weekends. Why? So some 12-year-old kid out of Afghanistan can beat me 7 lil. With an overpowered Mbappe and Neymar in his team. How they got it, Lord knows how the fuck he got it. Now, Ric Flair may or may not have bought players in the black market on FIFA Ultimate Team in the past. From a colleague. From, from the very Italy. same Afghanistani kids. From the same Afghanistani kids. You know what? Let's look at Ultimate Team. EA launches in 2015 you know how much you're making 2015 roughly 590 million dollars sounds like a lot right mm-hmm you know how much you made last year 2020 uh 800 million close huh? 1.5 billion dollars what? What? on point a game 5
1: within a game billion dollars game inception game inception. so oh, hold on hold on back up back up so you've bought the console and you've bought the game and are you buying again. You're just spending more money. Well, genius. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm about to, I'm about to blow your mind. Do this. it. You buy the game. Either the physical game or the digital version. Mm-hmm. I mean, most games are probably
2: the, budget, the digital, digital version. Because <laughs> they're hooking you in. What the, with there
0: that shiny go. little Mbappe on loan. There we go. Only 25%
1: of EA revenue comes from selling games.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Is the other 75% OnlyFans? Dude, unless you tell me it's OnlyFans, I'm going to feel upset. Microtransactions.
0: When... Oh! No. Microtransactions.
1: <laughs> DLCs. Live services. <laughs> OnlyFans. Uh. Okay, only fa- I'll accept OnlyFans. That that makes sense. It makes sense if it's OnlyFans. Like, so seventy-five percent of the revenue is outside of what EA does as a company, which is games. That's insane. No, there are thousands of threads out there. Ultimate Team addiction.
0: Help me beat this. Ultimate Team stole my wife. Ultimate Team forced me to live under a bridge. Ultimate also- Team forced me to take a second job. Ultimate Team is my social media handle. When it comes to the wife stealing, <laughs> <laughs> it was me. It was go. me, Austin. It was me all along. There we go. Listen, this is important because a week ago, China, as our old man Donald Trump would say, mm-hmm. called games
1: spiritual opium. Oh shit! <laughs> Spiritual opium. That's rough.
2: Spiritual opium. And if there's one thing, we have, if there's two things, we at X, the bank bros know about. The first is spirituality, and the second is opioids. <laughs> so this is a topic very
0: close to home. Oh, yes. Ray Flair did a line before coming on to this podcast, and here to deliver more lines. That's how we do. Now, Crackdown on these children playing games. Crackdown. You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Get this man in the studio. We got highlanders out here. Sean, Vince, tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel about this. China crackdown.
1: Well, if it's on kids playing games and it's 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 less thirteen-year-olds in Call of Duty, I don't know. I, I, mixed feelings mixed feelings. So here's the thing.
2: The heartbreak kid Col Shawn Michaels himself. He was traveling through Southeast Asia some time ago, pre Rona. And one of the most striking things was you would go into the most barren, rustic village in the middle of the, the Cambodian jungle you're there and there's, there's tunnels underground for you to access this place. This is how, this is how, how you know, remote it is. But when you get there, almost everybody's on their phone. What? Everybody's on WeChat. Like the person that you're trying to buy clean drinking water from because there is none for hundreds of kilometers, that person is, as they are collecting your, your money, they are on their phone. They're playing these games, and it made me realize, and it made me understand just how massive gamification and and social media is primarily in Asia, but throughout the world, that it could penetrate the most remote, obscure villages to the most developed, sophisticated cities. It's incredible
1: it is incredible yeah it's generation defining i mean if you think about the fact that the most connected generation in human history and what that actually looks like that's what it looks like the the guy who is sailing out on a boat to catch fish for the day because that's literally all him and his family have done for five generations is on instagram (laughs) that's that's the world we live in now man Double double tapping dust traps <laughs> From the middle of the river, somewhere that I can't even <laughs> pronounce. Dude, the future is wild, man. The future is absolutely wild. You're talking about kids. Kids addicted
0: to the crack. Let's talk about Roblox. Another $44 billion company, $1 billion higher than BankRex's valuation. 54% of users are Roblox
1: are under 13 years old. Holy shit. Can, what? No. I, I refuse to believe that number. I'm sorry, I'm just going to... kinda not of right there. I'm, I'm done. Thanks. <laughs> Rick He's Flair. done. Down. Rick, Rick, Rick Flair uh, is a source of accurate data
0: <laughs> and a well of thirst traps. Now, <laughs> Twitter is filled with parents complaining. Oh, I have to buy more Robux. You buy bricks. Robux. You buying bricks. You buy bricks that you can't use. You buy kids. You are here's you know you, you know something. Well she you know something, yep. Sean, You are buying bricks at the expense of your child's foundation.
1: Oh shit. You are <laughs> buying oh!
0: <laughs> You are buying bricks, but you still
2: don't have the land. Ooh shit.
1: <laughs> Line of the show right there. <laughs> You're chasing
0: these dopamine hits. And, and you know eventually eventually Sean eventually Wils you get tired of it. It dulls your pleasure senses. You need harder hits need stronger lines why you're so used to it you look at tinder sure michaels you're about to get into big trouble now boy oh, no. i'ma call you out <laughs> i'ma call you out dating apps tell us about tinder tell us how you can get stuck in that perpetual roulette wheel of looking for someone better looking for something better getting a little hit congrats it's a match Tell us.
2: But that's but that's exactly the thing. It's, it, date, dating dating apps create a they create access to a market that would otherwise be inaccessible. Suddenly, the all the hard work of having to go out, having to shower, having to comb your hair, having to look presentable, having to pull together some symbiont of a rational conversation to charm someone. That you're attracted to, you don't have to do it anymore. Now it's an app, and you can you can filter and you can edit and curate the very best photos of yourself, put it up there, and lo and behold, they come to you. And then and once they come to you, you get a you get a little dopamine hit when you get that match. And 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 because the cost for that engagement was so low, if that person doesn't immediately strike your fancy. You can just ignore them because there's more little dopamine hits coming more matches over and over and suddenly you have spent years of your life just going through cycling through hundreds of people because it's so much easier than doing the hard work of developing a meaningful connection with somebody and understanding that human relationships are far more complex than a filtered picture on a screen, and a witchy pickup line.
0: Some hard truths there. Whew. Yeah. At what point does gamification lead to commodification? Hey, you've got Uber yeah. Eats for hey,
1: phone. Don't you dare right? going on Uber well, Eats, man. I'm, 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 I'm sensitive. I'm going to call
0: you out because I see those Banker extra receipts. <laughs> Uber Eats. <laughs> You've got Netflix telling you, we know what you want to watch. You've got Tinder. You've got ass on your phone. You've got everything. You've got Uber. You've got cars. everywhere.
2: You've got Instagram. You've got entertainment. You've got YouTube. You've got entertainment.
0: You've got Twitter. You've got the world at your fingertips. Everything is commoditized. We know the price of everything and the value of nothing. Right? Yeah. Because everyone is everyone starts to look the same. Scroll through your Instagram timeline right now. And you will see everyone looks the fucking same. <laughs> everyone looks the same. I can't tell them. You watched an episode of Love Island recently. Can you tell the difference between Rebecca Tiffany and Scarlet? Casey. And Casey.
1: <laughs> I can't. I, I love the idea. Okay. We, we built algorithms, right, as people. We, we designed these machines to find the best and to, to discover the trending stuff. And then people started doing what the trends said. And it's almost like we're in like a, a Black Mirror episode right now where the algorithms are building us, man. Like the, yeah. the, the, the things at top rate on Instagram, they're the models that show up on the TV shows now and you're right, everything does look the same. There's exactly one photo filter in the world, and that's it.
2: But we've also, we've defined, it's almost as if we've created algorithms to give people what they want, but we've now shaped perception of self-esteem, perception of self-worth, perception of beauty, by your ability to fit into a curated, artificially filtered, unrealistic perception of, of 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 a reality that doesn't exist yeah. and it's having very real impact on your sense of self-worth because you don't look like becky with the good hair when becky's hair is actually thin and it falls but because becky's got that filter going now suddenly you're looking at your hair and you're feeling upset because you are comparing a real person to a a curated filtered artificial digital construct and and a real person will never ever match up to a a
1: fraction of a second that has been so carefully curated and it's you know where it gets insidious actually is um you know for, for decades now i mean let's just call it what it is photoshop models right for years fashion magazines are airbrushing models they're you know taking centimeters off they're fixing up the faces. I mean, you could just, you can Google it. Uh, Dove, I think, did a very good campaign on this showing like what it takes to get from like a, a real person's photo to the kind of thing you see in an ad. And it's like, okay, but they're trying to sell you stuff. It makes sense that they're going to, you know, gloss up the reality. Now you on your phone can gloss up your reality and your connections to other people and they can do the same. And at some point you've got to be like, do you actually know the people around you or do you just know their photos and the very thin version that they're actually telling you you know how much of our relationships now are built almost entirely on algorithms and trending topics
0: social media is a platform
1: where you put
0: out a version of yourself that you want people to see
1: The version of yourself that posts blurred out dividend screenshots because you want to convince people yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you're making exactly. money. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: exactly. You're posting your screenshot your, of your, your easy equities, <laughs> profit and loss <laughs> statement to show people I made 300 bucks. But look at me. You're not doing it because of yourself. These are strangers on the fucking internet. You're seeking social validation from lameless, faceless people with profile pictures of, Lionel (laughs) Messi, football (laughs) Twitter accounts. These are people (laughs) that you don't know. And we've become so entrapped and so enslaved in the pursuit to convince artificial people and strangers that what we're doing is worth their nod of approval, that we're bent over fucking backwards. And you know what? Every single purchase on social media came with a receipt. It came with a credit score. It came with a statement of financial position social media will be a completely different space today
1: yeah it would you know and have you noticed that it's like the most successful people on social media are the ones that build brands around themselves like there's this idea now that a big part of your self-esteem comes from branding and you know you sort of have to manufacture this this image and you know it's just now and to come back uh rick to your point about roblox you know 54% of users are under 13 years old. That's already like crazy Minecraft numbers. But the bigger question is, how many of those kids are streaming? How many of those kids are in these communities where, you know, uh, maintaining a persona is seen as an important part of engaging? And how much of that is having an impact that we're only going to see in like another 10 years or so? Um, Because I think already, like you said, there's rehab for the stuff because these things are addictive. And we haven't even spoken about like the, the, the really insane part about this. It's not just the apps. It's not just the feeds. It's not just the stuff that you're seeing. It's the fact that everything you do, everything you like, everything you browse, everything you buy, that all gets fed into a database somewhere. And there are models being built, and there are machines being built. And these machines are starting to learn humans better than humans know themselves. You know, my favorite um, market research story of all time was when a dad... Uh, somewhere in the states, I'm never going to get the town right, but there was a dad who submitted a complaint to Target because they received in the mail, print mail. You guys remember when you used to get pieces of paper in a box, and we called that communication? Uh, I know, like in the what? before times, before like he, my time, long, long ago. You know, like, like you know, two thousand four. Um, they he received an ad targeted at his teenage daughter, congratulating her on her pregnancy. And uh, offering discounts on on diapers and he was furious because his daughter is a good Christian who's never had sex and this is all completely fake and he's very upset at Target and then it turned out he was wrong Uh, it turned out that actually no his little daughter was pregnant but here's the crazy thing Target didn't send her that ad because she had done anything specific or told anyone about it Target sent her that ad because her buying preferences changed and in the course of a few weeks she was buying different things at the store and they had seen that pattern hundreds and hundreds of times before and they knew that if you started buying high calorie foods and weird mixes of things that there's a good chance that if you're also young and female you're probably pregnant and some model built somewhere in the late 90s said you know what we're going to hit her with an ad for a pregnancy starter kit and that was one example 20 years ago of what these machines could do with simple purchase data. Now you look at today, you look at your browsing, your watching, what you're listening to, uh, what skins you buy in your games, all of this stuff. People have built machines that know exactly how to talk to you, exactly what you're looking for, and they can construct this reality around you. It's like the fucking Matrix. Remember the Matrix, you know, like leather trench coats and system of a down? Well, we're living in that now. And Robin Hood, to come back to the first point, is just another part of that matrix. It's this very, very powerful machine. They figure out exactly how to hack you to get all the money out and sell it to you as a free app. Welcome to Black Mirror 2021. We're living it.
2: But, but here's the thing. I mean, it's, it's one thing to, to generate a, a digital trail. It's another thing to voluntarily aggregate that digital trail. And it is something all of us are so guilty of. How often do you log in to a site using your Google login, for example, or log in with your Facebook? Because it's so convenient. You just press one button and now you're in. You're in this new platform, you're in this new app, whatever. But what you're doing is you are creating a link between the trail of data that you've created previously and the trail of data you're about to create, and you are further refining your own digital profile. You you are now giving this company an access access to a new set of data points on you. And then don't be surprised when they when suddenly targeted ads are are a little bit too targeted and you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable cuz they now have they have that info and you've given it to them.
0: Yeah. Alexa is always listening. <laughs>
1: Uh, m- remember when Big Brother was like a bad thing and now Big Brother's in your house giving you pancake recipes? How far have we come as a people? We believe.
0: You know, we believe in the illusion of choice. We believe in this. Well, in actual fact, social media is a cleverly constructed architected platform for us to find ourselves squarely in an echo chamber. Yeah. And you see it. You see it on social media, if you have a controversial view, if you, Vince, believe for some reason that you are anti-vegan, for example. <laughs> you, like, you like a bit of beef. Man mm-hmm. likes a bit of beef, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. have a You mm-hmm. like that beef. We see you out there, <laughs> Vince. I see those Uber Eats orders coming through a bank's account. I know you like that beef. And you know what? You go out there, and you go, and I like this beef. All of a sudden, you can have this crowd, avalanche of people come out and say, watch this video, at Peter, I will phone your job. I will phone Banker X and tell everybody, this man said he doesn't know what's at stake.
2: (laughs) But, 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 little do they know, if they phone a Banker X,
0: we'll give them the beef.
1: <laughs> yes, we will, we
0: will. <laughs> You will get cancelled And cancelled culture exists Within this microcosm Of social media But guess what Vince is still gonna Fucking order beef tomorrow Yeah And he's still gonna do it The next day But what you've done Because Vince knows That you're gonna come And lynch mob him Is he ever gonna tell anyone On this platform That he likes beef No he keeps quiet. He scrolls past. He doesn't say anything. He's not inflammatory. But really, he's alone. He opens a eat and he orders a beef.
2: But also now, Vince has created a digital profile. Or he's been incentivized to create a digital persona and profile that's disconnected from who he really is. Vince loves beef. Man is all about the meat. But he oh, dare true. not say it. He dare not say it on, on on the socials now.
1: You know, I'm for real, and this is honest to God, 100 percent purebred truth. Somebody actually did try to cancel me once for a burger that I ate. Um, do you guys? Was it know? a human burger? <laughs> no. Oh. You, we. I don't know if we've spoken about it before. Uh, the Impossible Burger, the the plant based one, where they try oh, to the like. Oh, the inf- Yeah, the Beyond, Beyond burger. burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I had one, and it's like. Okay, it's not, not great. I mean, obviously it's not meat, but I, I posted a photo and I actually had somebody accusing me of being part of the, the, the evil cabal that's trying to cancel beef or something like this. And I'm just like, really? How, how, how far in your head am I living right now? I don't even know who this guy is. But he's getting upset at me for posting a photo of a plant-based burger. These are the people we tweet amongst. Um, but but, on the but Vince,
2: are you, are you a member of Big Plant? Are you in the pocket of big grain?
1: <laughs> yes, big plant. I have the biggest plant. What do you mean? Yes, <laughs> let's just us just leave this alone. <laughs> yes, uh, we, should, we shouldn't make a, a word salad out of this. I will beetroot you up. Oh <laughs> cashew outside. How about that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> cashew here.
2: Is, this is nuts
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, no, they're gonna.
1: We've we <laughs> got, we got to get back
0: to it. <laughs> so, back on topic. It, it, brings, it brings us to the question. Are we using our phones?
1: Or are our phones using us? Our phones are using us. Man, our phones are using us. So, if that's the case,
0: <laughs> if that's the case, friends, how do you break out? Where do you even start? Because you playing a game that never ends. Candy Crush. You play Candy Crush. It's levels every fucking day. 12 levels a day. 20 levels a day get added. You can't beat the game. You can't beat the game. And it's, and it's game. bright
2: lights. It's bright lights. It's sounds. It's cute it's, little images. And you hooked.
1: Oh, it's, my it's, goodness. The, it's the three stars, right? Angry Birds figure that out. If you have a level and there's a three-star rating, people just keep playing to get the three stars. <laughs> and everything you do becomes about the three stars. And then suddenly Rovio thinks they can make movies because of this stupid game on the phone. Is Rovio still around? Oh. <laughs> well, the, they, they made the Angry Birds movie. And then the sequel was a damn
2: abomination. Then they made an emoji movie. Oh, my oh. goodness.
1: God god bless meme games with aspirations. But no, uh Rick this th- th- this is a difficult one, hey, because <laughs> you know it it's not even that the matrix is um is evil. It just exists and people use it. I mean, like right now <laughs> and this was true and I will uh, I will go to my grave saying that this was absolutely the truth. There was a point in time on facebook where it was possible to target ads to couples that were about to break up Mm, mm, just mm. just 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 gonna be so if if you're on facebook and you're in a relationship and you stop messaging each other and you start liking you know other people's photos on instagram Mm. and and you start posting angry emojis at each other their algorithm sees that and they know that there's some shit coming so
2: yeah, and then hot single ladies in your area gets get, gets
1: pushed to you. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. So I, that that quietly went away, but believe you me, the algorithm is still there; it's still running. Um, and the problem is that these things are actually a lot of the times very useful. You wouldn't think it, but in South Africa, you know, if you if you go and like some, some beef on Facebook and, and you follow a page and you talk about it a bit and you start seeing ads for local restaurants, truth is, that's the local restaurant. That, those, that's the small business owner paying some money to put their ad in front of you and maybe you find a product that you never heard of before and maybe you genuinely like it. And that's the problem. The problem is not that this is all universally bad and we can just sort of get rid of it. It's really, really hard. To get rid of it. You want to know how hard it is to get out of this? There was a journalist who a few years ago, she tried spending a week without any Google services, and then a week without any Amazon, a week without any Microsoft. On the week where she had no Microsoft services, she also had no in-car navigation in her Ford, because her GPS used Microsoft Maps, so she couldn't use it. In the week where she had no Google, not only did she not have email, but she wasn't able to log into her work tools either. These things are so tightly connected precisely because they're so usable that the answer of how do you break out? That is the question, actually, because a lot of things are completely impractical. But there are some things you can do for yourself. And the number one thing is, if it makes you angry, leave it alone. That is the best tip I can give anyone. If it makes you angry, it's not that... Uh, you actually have to respond to the thing that makes you angry that's just the algorithm trying to bait you into responding line manager if he makes you
0: angry leave him alone quit your job you don't need that stress in your life
1: start trading <laughs> <Start laughs> Buying buy crypto get a buy get crypto free stock on Robinhood <laughs> dogecoin trade, trade your pain away man casino sound <laughs> Casino sound. <laughs> just, just the happy sound, just, just happiness. D- d- don't think too hard.
2: <laughs> but, since but, but, you're touching on a fantastic point, and, and I think it comes down to the crux of our discussion. The point is not to get away from this thing. The point is not that this is universally evil and that we should all, you know, rage against the machine. The point is to be more thoughtful. Mm. to understand the impact that this digital world is having on you and to be more strategic about how you manage that, how you manage what they give you, how you you manage what you give them and how you manage what they give you in return. And that is really what what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah. And and remember that you, you, it's just you and a phone, you're up against these huge corporations with huge amounts of money that have spent ungodly amounts figuring out how to get you to do stuff on that phone so you know what you're you <laughs> we're all gonna fall for those traps i'll be honest i've also used some of these apps i've also done some really bad trades in my life and that's just because you are facing off against the literally the world's best at building addictive and engaging apps but what you can do is just be mindful as crazy as it sounds and as simple as that sounds just recognize when you're the one being used in this relationship between you and and your phone.
0: And there's always going to be bait. Always. You see a media publication put out a headline. People who eat beef are more likely to beat their children. We're causing global warming. Single-handedly, dude.
1: Single-handedly. Beef is going to kill the planet. That's a better example than beating kids. But yes... (laughs)
0: But but, global warming. Now you look at that, you get angry. It upsets you because you know you're the kind of guy to use plastic straws. Even if it doesn't make a fucking difference. Oh, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) paper straws. Paper straws. Paper straws. Take it back. (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) Edit. Edit. No. Listen, <laughs> plastic straws, paper straws, right? Oh, hey, come on. Uh, you're the kind of guy to use those metal straws, right? So it makes you angry, but it's bait because those media corporations need your clicks. They need eyeballs, they need people to engage, they need to piss people off because tomorrow, you forgot about it. You go and you click on the next article that says, if you eat beef, then you will like Boris Johnson or something. Right, whatever it is. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> you, you go to the, next, inconceivable. <laughs> you go to the next, next page. If you eat beef, you are more than likely to be pro-guns. You are more likely to be anti-immigration. You are more likely to have
1: a small penis.
0: You are more likely
1: to have... Anti- Tinder profile <laughs> integration right there. <laughs> exactly. You, you get but, some of that synergy. Oh,
2: but, but here's the thing. Maybe... Maybe there is no link, but because these algorithms are so clever, they create these profiles and these profiles create echo chambers that push that content to you until you begin to develop that viewpoint, until you start fitting into that archetype. So whereas eating beef has nothing to do with loving guns because the algorithm is constantly pushing pro-gun content to you that's how you
1: start to feel about the
2: topic.
1: Uh, you, you guys want some homework? Just two words: YouTube radicalization. Just Google that. Just just to spend half an hour. Just look at some of the research. Look at some of the news. Al Qaeda. It, it it is real, Sean. It is a hundred percent real. There are stories, lots and lots of stories, of people who started out with news clips, and then you watch a news clip about maybe a school shooting. And then YouTube recommends some videos to you and it starts becoming like a choose your own adventure where if you click on the one from the channel that says it's all a hoax, you start getting recommended more videos from other people that says the school shooting was a hoax, you know, hashtag Sandy Hook. And now suddenly you get related videos. If the school shootings are hoaxes, maybe the earth is flat. And not only that, but you start meeting people who think the same way. And you have something in common. You have these communities full of people that are watching the same videos and agree with them. And you agree with them. And suddenly it's like they're your friends. And then next thing you know, the videos start becoming ones that you don't find on YouTube anymore. They're on private Discord channels, in Telegram. And a year later, you believe a bunch of things that a year ago you would never have imagined. And you have all these people around you reinforcing it. It's like we accidentally, somehow created a machine that can radicalize people on autopilot and then we just slapped ads on it and our google makes four billion dollars a year it's kind of insane that this is a real thing but it's real look it up
0: but some people are naturally predisposed to being radicalized people in a cult people who are taking information from vils from sean people they trust if vils and sean come tomorrow and say you know what fuck there are lizard people around us I've seen it oh Joe Biden has a body double oh Avril Lavigne has a clone but she oh. did
2: die
1: yeah but, but there we go okay but Avril Lavigne died That
2: she was replaced with a clone
1: uh, yeah like in, in 2012 yeah when the minds predicted the world would end yeah yeah yes that's exactly what happened though yeah, yeah yeah the moon landing was a hoax
0: <laughs> you can't fly a flag on the moon you can't. There's no wind. <laughs> you can't make footprints. It was a yeah. studio. Tin foil hat. And conspiracy theories sell. And it's always the best-looking fucking woman that love conspiracy theories, conspiracy <laughs> theories, conspiracy theories, and serial killer documentaries. There's a ninety percent. L- There's a 99% chance if she is hot, she will like one of those two. One of those three. Serial killer documentaries, conspiracy theories, or astrology. Any of those
1: three. Guaranteed. So is this like the Venn diagram of the chakra hun? Like there's just The uh,
0: chakra... Oh my goodness. (laughs) If she's a chakra hun, likes to watch documentaries of Jeffrey Dahmer and honestly believes that we have lizard people flying around. My goodness. She may kill you in your sleep, but she will be a belter. But you'll you,
2: you go to sleep happy.
1: <laughs> is, is that how you're getting on your Tinder matches now? <laughs> My
0: goodness. I'll pull it T- up.
1: S- Tinder is sending Rick what he wants.
0: Rick knows what he wants. Woo! Okay. <laughs> the last thing we have to say, take back your data. Whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can take back your data, request it, even (laughs) Tilda. You might be embarrassed (laughs) when Tilda shows you what you were up to (laughs) at 3 a.m. on Saturday morning. You dirty dog, you fix yourself, introspect, but take back your data and only when you take back your data you'll understand the level of information that was collected, aggregated, sliced up, sent back to you and you digest every single time. It'll show you your ge- the geolocation. It'll show you the age preferences that you had. It'll mm-hmm. show you the number of times you swiped in a day. It'll tell you how many times you logged on in a day. It'll yep. most importantly tell you the advertisers that your data is going to, and that's what you can request. And then you can say, fuck, this is why I'm only seeing BMW. Oh, this is why I'm only seeing football. Oh, this is why I'm saying Wall Street Journal. Because all of your information, your data gets sliced up, packaged, and sold off commercially. And if you don't have the data, if you don't understand what's being collected, if you don't understand what's being packaged, you don't understand what's being sold, you're
1: not in control. Yep. You know, my, my, my favorite one is that Spotify records what headset and headphones are using whenever you play a song. So they know exactly what hardware everyone out there is using. And you can request that, and you can see exactly what you were plugged in when you were doing it yourself. But, dude, you you raise an incredibly important point. And, you know, data is basically the new currency. If you've wondered how it's possible that, you know, Facebook can build this very expensive, very sophisticated social network and give it to you as a free app on your phone, Um, you know, how is it that YouTube can build the infrastructure to serve millions of minutes of video every minute around the world without you having to pay for it and yes i'm canceling all the youtube premium ads they do that because they get the data and that data is literally gold and if you just understand exactly what it is that you're putting out there and how it's being used you can start making smarter choices about how you use your social media and we're all about informed choices At bankerx because the reality is these systems are here they're very useful they're very powerful but you are not completely without options for how you engage how you use things and you know frankly how to be responsible on on some of these platforms learning for example that twitter is not a whatsapp chat group you really shouldn't post some of the stuff you guys are posting Um, you know learning that you know browsing on facebook liking all these pages where that stuff ends up at least you're informed and then maybe you might even make the decision that, you know what, you're okay with it. I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with getting ads for steak. I'll be honest. I like steak. That, that was not a lie. Uh, medium rare, you know, fillet, garlic sauce. Yes, I'm there. But you just need to know these things. Uh, you need to have that basic literacy in this world. Digital literacy. We talk about financial literacy, but digital literacy...
0: Understanding your data, it'll also help you make better financial decisions. Because when you see that pop up, and you know you're in a weak spot to book a holiday, to buy a Birkin, to put a down payment on a car, you understand that you are a victim of the algorithm. You're not making smart choices. You're getting a push notification from Uber Eats saying 20% off your best burgers. You don't even want a burger, you're not even hungry, but you saw still 20% off. you saw a discount code. You see all of these little triggers that is digital pollution and you consume it. And you only consume it without self-awareness. With self-awareness, shout out Deepak Chopra, I'm a better looking version (laughs) than you. Even you, Robin Chopra. (laughs) No lie. You're 5 a.m. motherfucker. Listen, (laughs) if you have the awareness of what you consume, it's a totally different ballgame. Then you start seeing, hey, I don't need to buy this. Hey, I don't need to compare myself to the next person's social media because it's an illusion. Hologram poverty. I'm going yeah. broke chasing things that don't exist. You don't need that.
1: Yeah.
0: Transcend.
2: And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, knowing, what, knowing this, the stimuli that you are exposed to can help you protect the most fragile thing that you have. And that is your mental health and that is your mental well-being. Because when you don't know what is being pushed at you, it's a lot harder for you to identify the things that you need to disconnect from. Yep. Um, And to identify when something is triggering you and eliciting a response. We're living in a period of unprecedented, uh, mental stimuli and a lot of people are straining because of it and the first step towards taking care of yourself is understanding what you're fighting
1: yeah screen type apps. you know there's uh i think android and apple have both added uh, screen time apps there's all sorts of things you can do to limit your exposure to stuff but i think the the main one is you know build a profile on yourself you know observe be cautious don't uh do what i definitely did two weeks ago when um mr delivery prompted me uh to purchase desserts and then i ended up actually buying a whole meal (laughs) these these things happen um but but the thing is being aware of what's happening and you know building that profile of yourself and if you know that you have a goal i mean i'll be honest saturday night my goal is not to eat healthy i'll i'll just be real about that um But knowing if you have these goals and what feeds into them, you can start actually taking control back of some of these decisions. Um, You know, another thing that uh, you might want to look up, if this sounds like something that you definitely need in your life, um, is the the spheres of influence and the spheres of concern. Uh, There's some theory out there on, you know, what you actually pay attention to should mostly be the stuff that you can actually have an impact on. Getting mad at the news, getting mad at the beef and the climate change and the... (laughs) what was it the the joe biden body doubles um it's it's fun it's engaging it triggers all your fight-or-flight responses it makes you feel like you're actually taking part in something when you you know retweet a stop using plastic straws ad but to be honest there's only a handful of things you can actually control and the more time you spend on that the better off you're going to be dalai Mm. lama
0: Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama, what no drama. One, two, three,
1: four, five. Dalai. Pitbull.
0: That's the <laughs> ingredients of a Pitbull song. You shout three lumbas, shout three cities, and shout Dalai.
1: Right? <laughs> I'm just realizing now that that's actually true. Shit. Rick <laughs> <laughs> play loves these things. You know what?
0: Back bros. Episode three. We're done. I think we're, we're done. done. We're done. We're done. Heavy we're hitters. Done Heavy hitters. Let's go. Buy our t-shirts. Damn it. Buy our- Listen, you buy these shirts. We close this podcast down. We will. This will be the last fucking episode we have of this podcast and nobody will get to hear us again. We don't buy shirts. That's it. You don't come to me on the morning of my daughter's wedding and say, Godfather, here's a light envelope. You don't do that. You don't do that.
1: Now, what you do is you you show up wearing a limited edition BX1 uh, V neck, 100% cotton, 165 GSM, locally manufactured by the Fade of Throne t shirt. That's what you show up to. Limited edition? Absolutely. Limited edition. Gang, okay. D to
0: purchase. Let's cut it. Gang, okay. we're
1: we done. We out. They see me rolling. They're waiting. Patrolling and trying to catch me right. Trying to catch me